This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. And here's your host, James Rose. Greetings and welcome to another episode of our Premier League trivia. The league itself may still be on hold, but we're here to continue quizzing out those favourite moments and to keep the bragging rights well and truly alive. Now, Sally, we're without KC Spurs chairman Jared this evening, but I'm pleased to be joined by the leader of the KC Arsenal fan group and the man whose Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gameplay is as frustrating as Arsenal's defence. Comparable. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? You know, I'm finally living in a house that has sod outside and decks built, and maybe one of these days I'll get to leave it. (laughs) You get to see piece by piece the progression as it goes. I love it. Good stuff. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome a brand new show guest this week. He's one of the reporters of the local Fox 4 news station in Kansas City, is quite the soccer enthusiast, and has an unknown affinity for Ipswich Town FC. Please welcome Marcus Officer. How's it going, bud? Great, and that was prob- probably the best intro I've gotten on or off TV. That was that was spot on. <laughs> Ipswich Town, you nailed it. I uh, I did my research, maybe a little bit, but anyway. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and jump right into this quiz. We're going to play a new game this week, which I like to call Stat Attack. And in this, I'm going to ask each of you a specific question about a Premier League team from this season. Uh, two categories to choose from and three points for a correct guess. So here are those categories. Better the devil you know... The Blues feeling blue. So, Marcus, since you're our guest, we're going to start with you. Go ahead and pick one of those topics for us. Well, just out of the sheer Ipswich townage that I have, I have to go with the blue. (laughs) It's on Chelsea, actually, and they still occupy a top four spot currently, despite having nine losses this season. Uh, Which bottom half table team... Did Chelsea lose to 2-0 back in December? Was it Aston Villa or Southampton? I'm going to go Aston Villa. Oh, unlucky, bud. No, it was Southampton. Uh, Southampton, that one. Unlucky there. Uh, Let me get your opinion real quick. In terms of Chelsea uh, this season, what do you think of their prospects? Do you think they're doing surprisingly well, considering, uh, you know, the change of... Uh, leadership with Frank Lampard coming in. Uh, what do you think their future holds? Any thoughts on Chelsea? I mean, it'd probably be one of the brightest futures, especially in the top half of the table, just considering how young they are. Mm-hmm, I mean, you got you know Callum on one end, you got uh, Pulisic on the other. Uh, first year manager coming in and doing what he does. I mean, Chelsea just last year, everyone was selling stock on them. Oh my God, what happened to Chelsea? They had won the Premier League just a couple of years before, but to know the young talent they have, and they're probably one or two, you know, big signings away from having a, you know, top two contending team. I'd be excited if I was a Chelsea fan, considering where we were this time last year. Mm-hmm, sure. Now, do you think they're going to have, uh, when the transfer window does reopen, do you think they're going to have a, a hive of activity? Do you think they're going to spend a lot of money? It depends on on where they on where they want to go or where they see themselves. I mean, considering where the entire league, the entire world is in terms of money, and people, you know, asking players or teams to cut pay and and try to figure out what to do, it's hard to say. Even if they could buy, how much could they spend? Right. So it's probably one of those situations where if you're anybody in your Chelsea, you can say, well, if we came back with what we got next year and everyone stays the same, we could take another step up because we will be that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Boyce, what's your take on Chelsea? I know I've heard a few uh, times from you about your thoughts, but have they changed at all? 
You know, I don't really think they've changed much at all. I mean, the thing is that you have Eden Hazard for, I don't know, what, five, six years? He controls the play. He's your primary player over the course of about half of a decade. He scores all of those goals. You know, it's one of those situations like we talk about with Harry Kane if he ever went to Manchester United. The benefit is they (laughs) traded Hazard, and then Hazard's been hurt the entire season for Real Madrid and hasn't done anything, and Chelsea's been sitting on a pot of gold just waiting for the transfer market to open. And I think Marcus is completely right. The reality here is we have no idea what's going to happen in the 2020-2021 season or if there's going to even be one that exists in the same manifestation that we have right now. Sure. You know, transfer fees when players are already being asked to take 25 to 50% cuts. And I know Jared and I talked about this a little bit last week. I'm shocked that the owners aren't being asked to uh, take a pay cut or contribute a little bit more when Liverpool finally had to back off and actually right. non-furlough its staff. Uh I think Marcus is completely right about Chelsea. I, the reality here is, we've talked about it before, they're sitting on pre-COVID money from Hazard that they've gotten. Now, what did they even get? Like $120, $130 million for Hazard something from Real like Madrid? That, yeah, something pretty They crazy. didn't do anything with it except get Pulisic. They're bringing in Ziyech, uh, who I think was a, it's a pretty good bargain. I think it was about £30 million from Ajax. You know, they're in a position where they have a lot of young pieces. And again, what we've talked about is that this year they've somehow managed to be in the top four despite being pretty under talented. Hmm. And what they've done is showcased all Reese James and, you know, players like Mason Mount. And they're going to turn around in Tamori and they're going to turn around and, and sell those players for Liverpool sums of money to other teams based primarily on the window shopping that they've been able to do throughout this campaign. And it's that as an Arsenal fan scares the ever living <laughs> crap out of me moving forward, because I think it probably if as this season had progressed, I think if Chelsea actually managed to stay in the top four, that this is a launching pad for them with all the money they have in the players that they'd be there for a lengthy period of time. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. All right, let's move on, boys. The other topic for you is better the devil you know. And this is, of course, about Manchester United. So here's your quiz question. Currently sitting fifth in the table with 12 wins this season. But who is United's leading goal scorer currently? Is it Marcus Rashford or Anthony Martial? Anthony Martial. It is Marcus Rashford. Wow. Close. I think it's two goals separate them, but it's pretty close. So unlucky there, bud. Um, So let's talk about United. Will they ever reach the heights of success post-Alex Ferguson? Or are we going to see this ongoing wheels-on, wheels-off thing with Ole? What do you think? Well, I think you look at Ed Woodward here, right? And the fact that he's trying to just, he just goes out into the transfer market and he does what Matt Millen used to do for the Detroit Lions in the NFL. He's like, Matt Millen was just like, I got to have a receiver. And then I think it was for like three years in a row, he used his first round pick and he got a wide receiver. And then they had a stacked roster, but they had no pieces elsewhere. Mm. And United went out and they got Paul Pogba and they thought maybe that'll solve the midfield issues. And then they just went out and they just started spending money. They got Alexis Sanchez. He's gone. They got Romelo Lukaku, who I think most people would argue was at least a top 10, if not top five striker in the EPL. And then they sent him to Inter Milan as well. And they keep bringing in these discordant pieces that don't necessarily fit with what they're trying to do, while also contemporaneously bringing up academy kids that don't necessarily fit into the lineup either. And they're all run by an inept Gollum Schmegel character (laughs) who... Really has no idea how to manage, but apparently has Pep Guardiola's number. So, uh, no. 
Manchester United aren't very good, and I think if the season had completed itself, and maybe if it ultimately does, Wolves are a better squad, Sheffield might be a better squad, Chelsea are a less talented but more cohesive squad, and Lampard, to his credit, has managed to do more. But Solskjaer and United are going to look back on this campaign, and I think really all they're going to see out of it is that they beat Manchester City a ton of times, which... You know, this is the most susceptible Manchester City to being defeated in probably the last five years. But congratulations. I don't think you get a medal for it. I don't know. They probably should ask first as to whether or not you get a medal for beating Arsenal and a DVD. Uh, but I think that I think Manchester United are on the decline for a long time. The unfortunate reality for them is that they've probably with the way that things are going this season, they're going to end up committing to Shulshire a little bit longer even though he's not really demonstrated the tactical wherewithal to be able to get them where they need to go. And Woodward, I I think outside of (laughs) misplacing a world record fee for McGuire, he just doesn't want to throw that much money at things anymore, which makes sense because he keeps (laughs) throwing money at pieces that don't do what they're supposed to do. Spending too Uh, much money, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just like some... 13-year-old that gets a copy of FIFA 20 and goes out and buys his favorite player and just throws him into the lineup and hopes for the best. Like, it just doesn't... None of those pieces work together, and the only way that team ever ever gets back to anything is if they raise up their youth players, they integrate them into the squad, and then they build around them. But as long as they keep, you know, window shopping and going out and buying expensive pieces, like uh, quickly disintegrating Harry Kane, then... They're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. They're just going to keep spending money. Marcus, what are your thoughts on Manchester United? Uh, thinking the same things as Boyce has uh, said there? I, it's hard for me to disagree with a lot of what he said because considering the the mess that they are in, and yes, Harry Maguire was not worth $100 million anything. Uh, he's a fantastic center back, but not for that price point. They're still in fifth considering all of that. Just imagine if they were just a little bit stable what they could do because they have talent it's just a matter of putting it together now what's working in their benefit is they're still manchester united yes being in the champions not being in the champions league hurts them especially if the season gets suspended and they don't make it into next year but they have the money so that way you it it affords you a chance to make mistakes so you could buy your way out of a hole it's just a matter of buying the right person Mm. so if i'm looking at the young guys like james rashford greenwood those are three players I would be excited to have on any squad at any time, especially Greenwood being what eighteen and a striker that's making you know little amount of money compared to what he what he could make. So I look at them as a as a team with a bright future on the pitch. It's everything behind the scenes that's messing with them right now, reminiscent of the Red Sox. Now you have money, you have talent, but you know what? We just can't figure it out. Hmm. But when they do, they're going to be dangerous. Do you think they need someone like a, a better sporting director to say, okay, like, let's let's you know be more sensible here, not just as Boy said, window shop, but actually pull it together in the right way, have the right formula, and all that fun stuff? Well, if I'm a Man U fan, I'm hoping that they continue to buy bad players because it's going to force them to make a change. Because okay. if they keep doing what they're doing now, it's not going to work now. If they happen to get lucky a couple times and bring in some big name players to make it work, then you're like, hey, I told you I just needed, you know, we just needed this timing to work out. So you would hope that they can get it right. But unless they start losing money from a business side of things, which they haven't been, I mean, they're the Yankees, but bigger overseas, then I don't see a change happening unless a scandal happens. 
We'll have to see what happens with good old Manchester United. You're not a fan of United, are you? I never actually asked if you have any other team except Ipswich. So Ipswich was, you know, I was born in Ipswich. My mom was raised there, so I have the ties to the town. But, you know, as a, as a young kid, you know, Red, David Beckham, the biggest team in England, I did follow Man U for a little bit, very surface level. Okay. As I've gotten older, I understand the uh, empire, evil empire that they are. <laughs> still, they have pieces that I absolutely love, and when they're clicking – it's it's great to watch on a Saturday or a Sunday when there's a good man you on against anybody they're playing in the Premier League. I'll take that. Interesting. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we're going to go to our second section of the quiz, one I like to call Rumor Mill. In this, I'm going to provide a line or quote from a newspaper or reliable online resource. All the guys have to do is tell me if it was actually printed or something that is purely fictional, something that I just made up. Uh, two points for a correct guess, and Boyce is up first with this one. Spanish midfielder Danny Ceballos has been placed on a list of players surplus to requirements at Real Madrid, paving the way for Arsenal to make a move. So the rumors that I've heard throughout this entire week are the exact opposite, that he wants out of Arsenal and that, he, I don't know, it's Betis and a couple of other teams are interested. So he might be surplus to requirements, but I do not think he's going to Arsenal. And you're going to make me look foolish, but I'm going to say that that is false. I'm going to make you look foolish. It's true. According to the Daily Mirror, a very reliable source, um, he apparently wants, uh, or Arsenal, I want to say, uh, are, are out for him. But uh, as an Arsenal fanboy, do you think that's a good idea? Would you Would you like him there? I would. I mean, he's kind of come into his own toward the latter half of the season under Arteta. I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, he's a solid box-to-box style player. He has a, a good sort of progressive pass. I wouldn't say he has a good final pass, but he's demonstrated himself to be a pretty valuable player. And I, you know, if in valuation pre COVID, I think they were looking for 30 to 35 million pounds. And I I think he's probably worth it. Mm -hmm. We'll take it. Interesting. Uh, Marcus, this next one is for you. England international and Burnley goalkeeper, Joe Hart is now considering retirement with the ongoing postponement of the premier league. I would say that is true considering the time he has in and the uncertainty that lies ahead. I say that's true and was printed. It is false. I made it. <laughs> Absolute worst. Wow. That's that's kind of how I roll. I, I come up with trickery like that. And uh, I'm sorry, Marcus, you fell for it. But um, do you think let's let's talk about Joe Hart here, because, you know, I know you're an England guy and, you know, he did have some success uh, with England and then obviously fell away a little bit. Um, do you think his days are numbered? I think you kind of hinted that they are. You would think so, considering how young the England national team is and how young the game has gotten. I mean, Joe Hart has a pedigree that that any goalkeeper, even if they achieved 80% of what he did, would be happy to have that type of career. Uh, but once you just get to a certain point where this the number of matches that you play in wears on you, naturally age slows you down a little bit. And with the speed that is on the pitch almost in every position nowadays, you know, unless you're on top of your game and you're a freak athlete like a Ronaldo or uh, a Marquez from Mexico, it's one of those things where it's, you know, father time's never been beaten. It might be time to call it quits and just, uh, you know, be happy with the career that you have and get into managing maybe. That's actually a good point. And I think it's kind of sad to see the way he's just kind of downward spiraled, you know, getting kicked out of Manchester City and then not being the favorite now at Burnley. You kind of think, yeah, maybe the messages are there. (laughs) Maybe the writing's on the wall. But uh, anyway, we'll see what happens.
<laughs> All right, guys. Last section of this quiz. Uh, we're going to play another Eight round. Is horribly right now. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't believe that we've scored a point. So James is pitching a shutout, which I don't necessarily think is the goal of this podcast. You know, it's kind of funny. I want to say this could be a pod first, but we, yeah, you're right. We have no points on the board. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's time right here. We'll see. All right. In this uh, next quiz, it's called Team Profile. I'm going to provide clues to a current Premier League team. Each clue easier than the last. The first person to shout their name and correctly guess said team wins those two points but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out uh so i will make life a little easier because uh, last week was tough uh, and say that all of these teams are currently placed in the top half of the epl table as it stands so little bonus clues for you there all right wow. let's let's <laughs> yeah you're, you're getting soft at your old age oh i know tell me about it isolation is getting to you oh that's <laughs> That is that's probably, it. That's more, definitely more true. All right. Uh, team number one, then, have currently registered 18 wins this season. As a team, have scored 68 goals currently. Boys. Yes, boys. City. There it is. Yep. Manchester City. Nice work. That'll get you. Google. I question it every week, Marcus. Trust me. I have to listen intently to any keyboard clacking. But anyway, um, that is correct. The other clues on this one were lost to Manchester United twice this season. Notable defensive issues currently managed by Pep Guardiola, Manchester City. Nice work, boys. All right. Team number two have only lost one of their last five matches. Notably tied with Man United 3-3 back in November. Wolves. That was Marcus, and no, it is not Wolves. No, <laughs> that does freeze you out. So, boys, these last clues are for you. Managed by an Englishman, currently sitting seventh in the table, were recently promoted to the Premier League. Sheffield United. Yes, sir, that is absolutely correct. Sheffield United. I think Marcus is getting the game now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his face, too. Uh, nice work on that, boys. I think relegation at this point, considering my performance on the quiz. <laughs> You're still better than Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish he was here to defend that anyway. All right, team number three are unbeaten in their last five matches. Faced a shock loss to Leicester City 2-0 back in November. Their leading goal scorer has netted 17 goals. Boyce? Yes, Boyce. Is it Vardy and Leicester? It is not. No, that'll freeze you out. Unlucky. These last two clues are for you, Marcus. Currently sit ninth in the table, and did have a managerial change this season. <laughs> uh, I was, I was feeling this one. Is it Tottenham? It is not Tottenham. No, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. It is Arsenal. Arsenal is the answer there. I, close though, because those clues would uh, would make you think that. But uh, a shock two 0 loss. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm being honest or modest. You choose. Uh, Team number four have won four of their last five EPL games. Have two goal scorers with ten or more goals. Is Marcus. Yes, Marcus. Is this one Tottenham? It is not. No, that does. I like how you're picking Tottenham, though, as a Tottenham fan myself. You're an evil wizard, I'll tell you. I I think he heard it wrong. He... He thought you said they'd lost four out of their last five, not, not one. All right. <laughs> All right, boys, these clues are for you. Recently shocked uh, by Watford in a 3-0 away loss, have collected 82 points currently, and they are top of the table. 
Liverpool. Yes, sir, it is. Liverpool, nice work on that. That'll get you those next two points. All right, this is the last one. I'm really rooting for you, Marcus. We've got to get some points here. Let's see what happens. The last team of this quiz uh, are also unbeaten in their last five matches. Boyce. Uh-oh. Yes, Boyce. I don't know. Wolves. Oh, my gosh. It is Wolves. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. that Was that just a lucky guess? That was a lucky guess, right? Yeah, I'm process of elimination, and then try. I was actually trying to give it to Marcus. <laughs> wow, you didn't wait very long to give that away. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I, like I was just gonna guess a stupid one, and then throwing the answer. I yeah, see. yeah, I like yeah. That. that was my goal. Yeah, I'll take my thumping like a man. It's all right. You <laughs> Well, the other clues on this one was their leading goal scorer is a Mexican-born player, recently beat Spurs 3-2, currently 6th in the table, and managed by Nuno Espirito Santo. It is Wolverhampton. And that does conclude the game. And Marcus, I don't like to admit it, but uh, we didn't get any points. Unlucky, bud, but it's okay. Uh, maybe we'll do this another time. But boys, congratulations. You came away as the winner today with an impressive eight points. How do you feel, bud? Uh, bored? <laughs> <laughs> sad, sad i don't know I, it's one of those things where we try not to be too down on the podcast but the sure. reality is the three weeks into this thing with no premier league matches and nbc had the indecency to show the 8-2 arsenal loss to manchester <laughs> united as a premier league classic last weekend i might have bribed him a little bit so uh, classic yeah. there was absolutely uh, 2011 I, it was my friend Alyssa, who was over at my house watching it, were reminiscing about it, and we were just despondent, drinking all the Boulevard that was in my fridge at the time. That it was there was nothing classic. We started like Francis Cocklin and a Frimpong, I think. Like, mm. no, no. <laughs> I remember watching that match, thinking, could this get any worse? And every goal that was scored, I was like, yeah, it really can for Arsenal. This is great. Yeah, I tuned in just in time to see that ridiculous free kick from Wayne Rooney that had Chesney growing weeds in the ground from being rooted to the spot so now, despite my performance in the quiz i was doing some research this this morning and i read over when a uh, man you beat ipswich town i believe it was nine nil and 95 oh wow there you go the time i read that i just looked at it and it just i just scrolled down faster and i just couldn't believe i was seeing ipswich town in such a negative light i mean they're already relegated with these last couple of years and i had to read that it was just both sides right yeah to the face. So, how did you, I mean, you, you mentioned it a little bit, but Ipswich Town, so you grew up in the area, is that right, or remind me again? So, I was born in Ipswich. Born, okay. uh, my uh, family moved to Texas when I was about one, so, and then every summer as I got older, we would go back, up okay. until about 9-11, where just prices soared and just became a pain to travel. So, that was something I just remember going every summer, every other summer to England, spending time with my cousins, my aunts, my uncles. And every time I'd go, especially if we went in the fall time, we were able to go to uh, watch Ipswich Town play live. And that was that was awesome. Okay. Very co- Have you been to any other Premier League games uh, recently? Or See, I, since I've been back to England, it's been twice in probably... 14 years we haven't had the chance but i have gotten to see i saw barca play chivas in chicago back in 2008 nice then i was able to see Bayern munich uh play i believe it was ac milan here in kansas city just last year mm-hmm. so those are the two european kind of taste of european football i was able to get live Pretty since cool. going back uh, Portman Road. Very cool. And now let me ask you this as well. With the, obviously the coronavirus is suspending all the leagues, but how do you think the Premier League is is handling 
this in general? Do you think they're doing a good job? Do you think, you know, with uh, these rumours now that obviously certain clubs are opting to go for the UK's government furlough scheme, um, what are your th- what are your take or what is your take on the overall response to it and how it compares to the uh, the other American sports? Let's say. Well, generally, it depends on your perspective. Uh, from my point of view, I would feel it, it seems a bit insensitive uh, to continue to change you know, your point of view or even some of the things that you put out about, you know, hey, we, we want to finish these games and the importance of playing when in reality people are, at, you know, people are dying. You know, I cover this every day. Yeah. The seriousness of what's going on is to a point to where if American leagues are canceling events, I mean, the NCAA is canceling March Madness. Right. Yeah, it would have to be something you would consider because you wouldn't continue to go back and forth on making up your mind. Now, I understand the uh, financial ramifications, especially to the teams facing relegation, uh, especially to some of the records, uh, and then teams that you know you want to have a clear a clear winner. You know, what do you do? How do you balance all of that out? So, if if I'm running the league, I still sit and wait. You know, you set an end date about if we can't play these games by I think the latest report was June, then we're not playing. And instead of canceling the season. You conclude it as is because you've played more games than the, that are left. Mm-hmm. This is a different conversation if you have more than half the games left to play. You have nine mo- at most. So, you know, keep the stats where they are, keep the numbers where they are, and then go into next year. But to continue to kind of go back and forth, I think, is kind of being insensitive to the fans out there that are facing real world issues. Right. And now their beloved sport is getting, you know, kind of moused in front of them and pulled back so much so that's something if i'm a fan i'm not liking at all and would you award liverpool the title at this point although they haven't mathematically clinched it but uh would you say you know that would be a fair resolution in that respect absolutely because if this if you're if you're discounting the final nine games you know the season's the season they were they're number one uh, and they've been by far except these recent struggles the best team in the premier league and if it wasn't for a historically good man city team the last couple of years you know, Liverpool's on a three or four year run that we haven't seen in, you know, two decades. Mm. So to to not give them credit for what they've achieved this year doesn't seem to be the right answer. You give credit to what has been played, you have the numbers, you have the the, the tape. You know, you can't play what ifs. What have you done? And Liverpool has done the most out of anyone in uh, European football this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you said earlier, if it was like, you know, we're only halfway through the season. It might still be a different story, but uh, Liverpool have got such a lead, like you suggested, that it would be hard not to award it at this point. But uh, last question, what about those teams that do get potentially relegated when the season, if the season gets voided? Do you think that's fair? Uh, if I'm on the bottom, if I'm looking at relegation, then that's when the argument of, well, I have nine games left to prove myself comes into play. If you're on the top end of the team, I mean, you're making money. You know, the hit, financial hit is much far less to the upper echelon teams than it would be for the bottom bottom of the table teams that rely on the money that they would be getting if they uh, get a move up, you know, across all of the uh, English English leagues. So if you void the season and cancel it and you start over next year, that would seem to make sense for everybody. But if you take the situation I just gave where what has played is what we're counting, you know, we can register it in the, the record books that the season's incomplete, but this is what we're taking – then you would proceed as usual, and that would mean relegation for the bottom, you know, three or four clubs, and then of course promotion for you know like a Leeds United that's been waiting since two thousand four 
and put them in the Premier League next year because, again, what they've done this year on the pitch outweighs what they could have done or should have done considering the uh, what-if factor. Sure. Uh, Boyce, I know we've uh, we've talked about it the last few weeks, but do you have any updated thoughts on uh, on this whole scenario, what, what could happen? Not really. I mean, I look at it right now, and I just think that my desire would be to finish the season. I saw that they've looked into details of potentially short-term extensions for players uh, to continue past the June 30th transfer deadline or the contract deadline for players whose contracts are expiring. Uh I really, I just don't know. You know, like I said, multiple times, I, I feel like the relegation question's difficult. A points per match decision for the upper half of the table, I'm kind of fine with, given the fact that I, there are significant leads. You know, Chelsea was only up three, but I think that they're the better team of the ones that are in the top six or eight and probably deserving of the spot. And the other three are pretty fixed. So, you know, I, I just think... The worst thing that you can do and the one thing that I will never be a fan of is scrapping this season and restarting like it never occurred. Right. Uh, you you got to include the goal tallies, the assists, you know, all the, the stats that have gone into this season. You know, those those are things that define players' careers. And the least they deserve is the credit for the matches they've played. Right. And, you know, Marcus is completely right when it comes to what the – reality is you know everybody talks about the fact that whether it's basketball football soccer everything's just a game in comparison to what's going on right now it's just that for those of us that are stuck at home and thankfully healthy it's just a weird world to live in when there's nothing to anticipate you know what i mean oh yeah it's i miss i will readily admit and i don't know if it's true for the two of you as well the feeling of going to bed on a friday night or a saturday night with a match in the morning and knowing that i'd get to see everybody at johnny's like it never necessarily took it for granted Mm -hmm. but i miss it wholeheartedly right now what i what i would give because the match was i'm not going to say secondary because as a fan of sports as a serious one as well you know the match matters the result matters but the company matters most. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I very much look forward to the days uh, when that returns. And, you know, it's it's one of those situations I was supposed to leave for London on Friday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're saying, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. With the thought of going to see Arsenal in a potential Epic Cup semifinal next weekend at Wembley. And uh, <laughs> the world changes quick. It and does. It does, yeah. And, and maybe one of these days, United will follow along with DOT guidelines and actually refund me for my flight. But that's a subject for a different podcast. <laughs> Don't fly United. Do not get me started. American Airlines goes on that list, and StubHub right now is definitely on my crap list, considering all the, uh, the, you know, the sports stateside we had ready to go. The whole suspension or postponement absolutely kills the pockets of so many fans. And the idea of having to try to make that up in 2021 Mm -hmm. or to try to take that money and put it to another game as a credit just does not sit right, at least with me personally. But there's so many fans out there that deserve to have their money back and they're stuck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about matches, yes, going to, you know, waking up on a Saturday, you know, 630 and knowing you got two matches on, possibly a third. And then Sunday, the same thing as a thrill that looking back, it's like, oh, my goodness, why did I even, you know, what was I doing? I couldn't believe how much of my time on the weekends was dedicated to watching football. And uh, that's definitely missed. But the reality hits, too. And, you know, 
It's it's, it's yeah. hard. One extraction you really really do, and football was a great one. Yeah, I agree with all, I agree with all of that. I think it's it is crazy how we're all kind of learning as well with this. This all new to all of us, and we're all kind of learning as we go. Like, wait, this is going to happen because of this, and this is going to happen because of this, and so the knock on effect is very real. But. Uh, like I always say, we'll see what happens, but um, time will tell, I guess. All right, guys, well, that does conclude today's episode. Thanks again to my guests, Boyce Richardson and, of course, Marcus Officer. Don't forget to check out our social media avenues, Kick Corner Flag on Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, we're on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to our weekly shows from your favorite podcast platform. Thanks so much again for listening, and until next time. Bye.